September 3rd, 2023. Let's continue in Mesilat and talking about Hilkeha Hasidut. Mesilat Yisharim promised us that there are three anafim, three branches for Ahava, which we arrived at in the context of Hasidut. Ahava, love, we talked about that infatuation, that emotional drive, that constant mindful connectedness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in turn, said Mesilat Yisharim, and he returns to it over here, says, Nivairata ahava. Let's explain now the branches, uh, the, uh, the consequences, the ways in which we'll manifest our ahava. So I know that ahava means that I have that love and connection. But what are the details with regards to my everyday life, my experience with God, wherein I'll find that Ahava, if I'm truly experiencing Ahava. Hem they're the three that I mentioned already. Number one, Hadevekut. Number two, Hasimha. And number three, Hakina. Devekut, which will be the first which we're going to address, and uh, was probably best translated as connection or cleaving to in this respect. Good morning. Welcome. Um, the second one is simha. Simha is a happiness, a general uh, excitement, and uh, what we'll suggest is a certain self-security and self-confidence. And hakina is a zealousness, not a jealousy, but a zealousness because I have that ahava for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But we'll have to explain and delineate each of these. So the first, hadevekut hu shel adam mit dabek kol kach b'ashem Ad shekevar yasur milifnot um lehashkiach el shum davar zulato. It's quite a tall task, but the description of devekut is that your soul or your mind and heart are so connected to Bore Olam to the extent that you can't and won't, not that it's a task or a chore, but you won't be focused on anything else. That doesn't mean that you're not doing anything else. It means that your mind and heart are so connected to God that your focus is on Him. You can be doing anything under the sun, practically, while at the same time feel a certain connectedness. Certainly, in its fullest sense, to the extent that, as we've discussed earlier, you can and would be doing necessary bodily functions. Uh, there are midrashim that described ha- describe how Hillel Hazakin used to, when he would go perform bodily functions, understand it as, I'm going to the bathhouse in order to cleanse my body, which was given to me from Borei Olam, which represents Tzelem Elokim. I need to take a shower anyway. I can envision a shower as an opportunity just to uh, take pleasure and enjoy the experience, or just to cleanse myself, or I could see it as part of a larger mission. My mission is to be a person who is working Avodat Hashem in this world, who is performing as I know God expects me to do. In order to do so appropriately, I need to be clean. I need to sleep in order to have the energy to do so as well, and so forth. I need to eat. It means, it means that ultimately speaking, a person, as we've discussed on so many occasions, can look identical one to the other in terms of the mechanical option, uh, actions and ways, but fundamentally, they're altogether different. One does it with a connectedness at all times. So, Akadosh Baruch Hu, this divekut to the extent that you can't be mashkiach on anything else, while the other person has an uh, altogether self-centered vision. I've told the story as well more than once because it touched for me uh, such a chord 
uh, when um, uh, the, the story that I heard from Rabbi Eli Baruch Finkel in Mir Yeshiva, how there was a young man who was studying with an older man, skipping all the details for the moment, and the older man was falling asleep. It bothered the younger boy. The younger boy was studying with this man while he was falling asleep all the time. He's ruining our learning time, and he wanted to leave the Havruta. Ultimately speaking, however, when confronted, the older man said, I can't, I can't understand this young boy. He believes that when I fall asleep in the middle of the learning, I'm falling asleep, ki'ilu, uh, I'm taking away from the time of Avodah Tashem. So I slept in this moment just like you sleep at night, and then I make up for it afterwards. My life is a life of Avodah Tashem. My life is one of connectedness. I imagine, but I could be wrong, that people who are truly successful in business as well experience something similar. There needs to be a flexibility. When you have your mind on a mission, when you're set to fulfill and to actualize something, so if it goes in one direction as opposed to the other, you have a way of incorporating that. I expected to be there at this time, but I arrived at a different time. I can make that all part of my mission. I can realize that this fits in in one way or another. I can realize that everything and every person, if I truly see the business properly, every person plays a role. It might seem like it's a small role, but it's an integral role because it's all part of a larger mission. The description in turn of not being able to doesn't mean that the person is singularly focused on words of Torah and the black and white, the words on the page. It means in terms of their objective in life, it means in terms of their direction, they have a singular direction, they can't see it differently. Those final words perhaps being the most uh, poignant, the strongest words, the ahava of one to the other of ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's a constant, mindful connectedness. And he quotes from the Gemara as well. Uba Gemara Amruzal Amru Alav Al Rabbi El Azar Ben Pedach Haya Yosef VeOsek Bashuk Haelion BeSipori VeOsek BaTorah. And the Gemara describes how Rabbi El Azar Ben Pedach was studying Torah while sitting in the upper marketplace in a place called Sipori. Usedino Mutal Bashuk Atachton Shel Sipori and his Sadin. Sadin is either his cloak, his, his jacket of some sort, was in the bottom part of the marketplace. In other words, he didn't pay attention to the fact that he wasn't wearing his uh, outer jacket because he was so immersed in the study. Or alternatively, it means that uh, that's his sadin, you know, the, the sheet upon which you put your goods was in the lower area. It wasn't something which was for him uh, disturbing. That's not to say that this is the only objective and the only vision, but the vision alternatively is one in which he was so plugged in, he was so focused, he wasn't disturbed by the absence of something else. A description of Misilati Sharim throughout this with regards to Devekut is just something that, that a person can and should be experiencing at all times with an absolute focus. The purpose is that there's a connectedness at all times. He says, listen, the objective is that this exists at all times, at the very least at the time of absolute avodah during study of Torah, during, during, during uh, um, a prayer, 
at least there's a focus then. That's the description of that Gemara. But it really could and should exist at all times. There is a, a famous words of Rashi at the beginning of Parashat Behukotai. Pasuk says, In Behukotai Telechu So the Pasuk describes, In Behukotai Telechu, if you'll walk with my statutes, with my laws. Rashi picking up on the funny way of describing that. We generally talk about Shemirata Mitzvot. We don't talk about Halicha in Mitzvot. We talk about observing the Mitzvot, not walking with the Mitzvot, the Hukim. Says Rashi, quoting from the rabbis, Shetihiyu Amelim Batorah. It's a description of being Amel Batorah in the Chokotai Telechu. It's a description of Amel Batorah. Amelut, generally speaking, uh, for in contemporary Hebrew, uh, the way you say to exercise is Lit Amel. means to exert yourself, means to work hard. The standard interpretation of the words of Rashi are Shetihiyu Amelim Batorah. It's a description that when you study Torah, you should be so immersed, it should be almost uh, uh, bringing forth sweat from you. Not per se literally, but that's what your mind and your energy is entirely involved in. I, I once saw, I believe, from Hafez Haim a different interpretation. Shetihiyu Amelim Batorah is not a description of the Amelut per se in the study of Torah, but it's a description of the amelut that you, that you have in this world, the work that you're involved in, in the literal sense, the business and the everyday activities should be batorah. In other words, the description of Rashi, very much in line with, with these words of Misilat Yesharim, is if a person has ahava, if, if a person is truly connected to another, you can be doing one thing and without a cell phone call from that person or a text message, still have them on your mind. You have them on your mind and your actions in turn are altogether different because I care about my family, because I'm thinking about the person that I love as I do this. If you have that vision, if you have that feeling and perspective, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Amelut Batorah, the Ahava, the Be'ahavata Tishket Tamid, makes the action, makes the endeavor altogether different. It continues Mesilat Yisharim, he cites Uba Yerushalmi, Amar Bihanina Ben Dosa, Haya Omedu Mitpalel Uba Habarbar Vihikisho Velo Hifsik Tefilato, Amru Lo Talmidav Rebi, Lo Hirgashta, Vamar Lahem Yavo, Alai Mitoch Shehayali Bi Mechaven Batefila, Lo Hirgashti, the Gemaram in Talmud Yerushalmi describes about how this rabbi was in the midst of praying. And some serpent, some snake of some sort came and bit him, and he didn't even notice it. And his students are appalled. His students are very surprised and, and jarred. He didn't even feel it. His response was, I had a focus in, in tefillah in that moment. Mesilat Yisharim again says, at the very least in the times of avodah, if we could get to that sort of focus. The very least, that's not to say we want to be in dangerous situations, but it means if I'm so connected something if, to something, if I'm so immersed, I think we've all experienced this in one way or another in our lives. There are things, it might not be tefillah or Torah, unfortunately, that we become so connected to and so focused upon to the extent that we can't and won't notice the surrounding sound, noise, and distractions, that's a description that a person could have with regards to their avodah Hashem, both with regards to the strict avodah, the tefillah, the mitzvot, and the Torah, but as well as avodah kelalit, the general conduct that we have in life. The truth is, in the Torah, if you're looking for this mitzvah, if you're looking for the command of divekut, of cleaving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it, it happens to be a very significant word. 
This word davek, devekut, which he's talking about over here, really have for the first time, vidavak beishto, it's a description of Adam and Chava, or man and woman, as we come into this world. The Torah in Parashat Bereshit says, what's going to happen? It's a description of clinging, connecting ourselves to a significant other. The Torah in turn transforms that not only to a human being, and not at all to a certain extent in the ideal sense only to a human being, but to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The description in the Torah in turn is, We read a few weeks ago, There's a three Pesukim in Sefer Devarim, in which the Pesukim describe a connectedness, which Mesilat Yesharim describes as a manifestation of Ahava to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Elsewhere, Misilat Yesharim famously, as does Rashi in his commentary to the Torah, explains that this dibuk, this hadbaka to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is really through, that's right, is really through either finding those who are similar to the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu or mimicking his ways. In other words, it's the v'halachta bidrachav type of vision. It's walking in the ways, being rahum, hanun, merciful, and and giving to others, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the general description. Over here, Mesilat Yisharim is really base level. I'm not saying it's about how you act, it's about how you connect with your mind and heart. Udov kabo is not per se, and when you compare it to vidavak beishto, it doesn't mean you should act like your wife. It means you should connect with your soul passionately to another. In turn, that's the description over here as well. Yes, Ted. Is this the overall Very much so. He's even going to quote a pasuk from Shir Hashirim in coming lines. Harambam says this explicitly in Perik Harambam writes that ahava of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is truly understood when you read Mis- uh, Shir Hashirim. You read Shir Hashirim, you read about a love-stricken <laughs> individual <laughs> after <laughs> Kiholat Ahava Ani. He's racing after his mind. His passion is entirely dedicated to it. It's very much this description. Again, Ahava could just be a Heshek, as Mesilad Sharim is a little bit detailing it further. It's a constant connection. It's this Dibuk, which uh, seems best to be translated as a focus um, in this context. With David Amar, where David describes his connectedness in that respect, it's a circumstance where you can't envision uh, existence without that connection. This is a fascinating Midrash says there are three words you can find to describe the connectedness of ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Divika, Hashika, and Hafitza. Each one um, really representing and connoting a different feature of, as Mesilat Yesharim is describing for us, Ahava. Here's the fascinating part. If you look in that Midrash, the Midrash is being Doresh. It's picking up on the rabbis, are picking up on Pesukim. In what context? Where we have these words that someone has a heshek, has a dibuk, has a hefetz for the other. Fascinatingly, the Midrash picks up on this from the context of Shechem ben Hamor. 
It's the famous story in Parashat Vayeshev, where Shechem ben Hamor is interested in the daughter of Yaakov, Dina. And these are the words and the description of how he's infatuated and obsessed and love-stricken with her. That's just, the Midrash takes that description and says, these are the ways in which we connect ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Could you find? You could. But you can't find many worse examples than Shechem ben Hamor, who ultimately speaking goes after Dina and Nevala Asabi Israel. The Torah describes it as a, as a terrible circumstance. Those are the ways to describe how we should cling to HaKadosh Baruch There's a tremendous Musar inherent in it. It's the Musar we've discussed on so many occasions. It's the Musar in which we have many emotions. Rightfully so, we're human beings. We have many emotions which can be channeled in one of two or several directions. I can channel my obsession with things to material pursuits. I can alternatively channel it to. I can exactly. I can. I can alternatively channel that same pursuit, those same passions, but make it positive. Find something optimistic within it. To the legs, the akev of Esav. What do you want from Esav? He was, he was learning, the Zohar is saying, he was learning how to, how to how the, the, the passion that he has to do Averot, he wanted to, to use that to, for to mitzvah, learn. That's beautiful. That's the, really beautiful. It's really beautiful. But what you said earlier, Musa, what you said earlier is beautiful as well. You said that's the vision of Yeser Hara. We've said on so many occasions, the Pasuk says more than once, you're supposed to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the derasha of the midrash is levavecha is b'shnei yitzrecha lev two times levavecha not levavecha but levavecha b'yeser hatov b'yeser hara whereas yeser hatov is easily understood you love Hakadosh Baruch Hu with your positive inclination I got it your negative inclination that's what you're attaching to Hakadosh Baruch Hu unless the vision and the description of the midrash is the same. Take that negative drive which could be manifested negatively. I'm obsessed with things. I get addicted to things. Take that and channel it in a different direction. Find it in the positive sense. I do have a a tendency to be involved in uh, but take that and see if you can spin that with the right context, with the right reorienting uh, a, a divine, a spiritual um, um, a direction in the Midrash as well as we've mentioned again on more than one occasion. The Midrash says that the description on the sixth day, of, uh, generally speaking throughout Ma'aseh Bereshit, it's Vayar Elohim Kitob. On the sixth day it's Tob Me'od. What's the Tob Me'od? There are several descriptions. One of them is Tob might be Yeser HaTob, and Tob Me'od is Yeser Hara. It's the same description. And the Midrash questions that Yeser Hara is Tob Me'od. Alternatively, says the Midrash, that's right. That's how we're effective as human beings. Going further, as we're describing it over here, it's the only way we can be effective, or the best way to be effective in our relationship with Borei Olam. Sometimes people, have, I've mentioned this about myself, are very inquisitive. They want to know about everyone else. It's, it could be a very negative character trait. It is. I'm speaking personally. It's a very negative thing. Why do you need to know about everyone else? Why is that your business? Why is that your involvement? Alternatively, if you're inquisitive and want to know about everything, dedicate it to the right things. Become inquisitive and want to know about things that are going to grow your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the way you can get there. If you're, if you're not interested, if you're disinterested, uh, you have a whole other challenge to overcome. If alternatively, that obstacle has been overcame. Hey, you're interested in everyone and everything, just channel it to the right pursuits. Misilat Yesharim continues, says that's Devekut. 
there's two other dimensions. We'll begin the second dimension. It's that of Simcha. Simcha in the context of Avodat Hashem, of course, is historic in this respect. It's traditional. We have many sources. But the Hasidim, of course, made this the most famous. The Ivduet Adonai B'Simcha has become, became the banner of the Hasidim, maybe today of Breslov Hasidim, but really of all. But it's not a Hasidu. It's under the Halkea Hasidu. Absolutely. And Mesilat Yisharim will not miss his opportunity. As a matter of fact, he does it at the very end. He says one of the worst things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says about us in Parashat Kitabo is that you'll find your destructive nature and circumstances during at times during which he writes at the end of this but it doesn't stop there it's not that you didn't worship God it's not that you didn't do the proper service and mitzvot Simha needs to be fully formulated but it has something not to do with complacency but with confidence it's an excitement because I'm confident that I'm on the right track to fulfillment. It's that I'm confident because it gives me that shelemut, as he'll describe herein. Um, we'll, we'll read m- much of what he writes about it, but just for a moment, just talking about Rosh Hashanah coming up, Rosh Hashanah has to a certain extent a dual nature. On the one hand, Rosh Hashanah is a time that the Gemara describes in Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Harambam writes about this as well. We don't say... It's, it's, it's in Masechet Megillah. We don't say Halel on Rosh Hashanah because it's a day on which it's the day in which the books of life and books of death are open in front of me. And Harambam says it means it's a day of Yira and Fahad, it's a day of awe and trepidation. As a result, there's no Halel, there's all the life and death being decided, there's no singing songs on this day. Alternatively, then Tur cites from uh, from Talmud Yerushalmi and others that we're supposed to approach Rosh Hashanah differently than non-Jews whereas non-Jews might come to their judgment day wearing dark and somber faces we come with a certain not elated, happy nature but confident nature we come clean shaven wearing white clothing if you come to a Sephardi a Syrian synagogue we sing songs as well which are very uplifting it's a very different description than certainly the ways of the non-Jews but ultimately speaking, it's a different description than them. Why aren't we saying Hallel? Shouldn't we be singing Hallel as well? Maybe there's some sort of way of towing the line of balancing this when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a day on which we're focused on a solemn, serious nature. At the same time, the experience of Rosh Hashanah is an experience of Lifne Hashem. Anytime we have an opportunity to encounter, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, anytime we have an opportunity to speak to Him directly, there's a certain confidence that becomes connected with that. Which means to say, although, and we can experience this with human beings, I walk into the room of an important person with a serious face. I walk in with a certain trepidation, a certain fear and all, but in the moment, where I'm speaking with them, there's a certain joyousness internally. I'm not going to be smiling per se, but I'm going to feel fulfilled. I've been waiting for this meeting for 10 years. I've been waiting for this opportunity my entire life. It's a critical moment in the sports game. I finally have the ball in my hand. I'm nervous. My hands sweat up a little bit, but I feel confident. I can score this in this moment. I can, I can, I can affect this in the right way. Rosh Hashanah, our Avodat Hashem in turn, has a careful balance between these two. On the one hand, there are moments of seriousness, of somber, but not even somber, solemn, direct, 
uh, um, fashion in which I realize the severity of the circumstance. At the same time, that doesn't mean that I become depressed. It doesn't mean that I turn away and recoil from this. It means it's something that I'm confident about. The reason I mention this is because that's how I understand Simcha as well. Simcha doesn't per se mean I'm smiling, singing songs at all times. It doesn't mean that I'm skipping uh, to the tune of uh, mitzvot and Torah at every opportunity, although it could mean that as well. It alternatively means, since I know this is what gives me my shilemut, since I know this is what fills me as a person, gives me my proper direction and perspective on, in life, that's the simcha. The simcha is a certain bitahon atzmi. It's a certain self-confidence which is imbued within us through a proper understanding of our relationship with God. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.